Hey everyone, this week on the Pre-Rail Podcast, we're joined by Brent Bowers. He's with the Land Sharks. Uh, this is a guy who came from no real estate background at all, nothing, zero. Uh, he was in the army, uh, had gotten into some challenging situations financially, and this is just a couple of years ago. He's put together a, a program on land investing, and, and we've had a few land investors on over the years, but this is a very different approach to the land business. He's doing $22,000 a month in passive income now, and he's working an hour and a half a day. Legit. It's a great episode. It's packed with a ton of information. If you're interested in taking that leap, if you're kind of tired of the grind and you, you want to do something different, you want to really strive for that financial freedom, give this week's show a, a listen. It's a really good one. Brent Bowers from the Land Sharks. Are you ready to bring your real estate game to the next level? My name is James Prendamano. I'm the CEO and founder of Pre-Real. And over the past 25 years, I've closed over a billion dollars in transactional real estate. Each week, I'm meeting with outstanding investors, high-performing individuals, and visionaries operating in the real estate space. These are the people that are actually out there in the real estate game right now getting it done. This podcast aims at bringing anyone's game to the next level. This is the Pre-Real Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Pre-Real Podcast. We're joined today by Brent Bowers. We were joking around uh, off, off screen saying he's, he's the head shark. He's the owner of Land Sharks and, and is a, a great story. Going to talk about the journey um, for Brent from broker and owner, coach, mentor, and how he has put together a, a really, really solid passive income portfolio how we got there and, and impart some of that wisdom to the audience today. Brent, thank you so much. James, thanks for having me on the Pre-Real Podcast. I'm excited. Yeah, man. Now you've made it. You can check yes, that I, off the bucket list, baby. I cannot <laughs> believe like guys like you let me on your your, your show to talk you because imagine? it's just incredible. Like, <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> oh, man, we're going to have some fun today. So let's go to the beginning. In the beginning... God created their influences, yeah. right? Like, were yeah. have you been around real estate your whole life? Is this something that was in the family, or how how did you first step into this? You know, I I had pretty humble beginnings. Um, my parents both worked really hard my entire life. Um, you know, I had a great childhood. No one was involved in real estate um, that I knew. Uh, I just knew that I wanted to be wealthy. I wanted to be somebody. I wanted to be significant one day. You know, I enjoyed my childhood. You know, my dad uh, worked for a, a man and built his entire company up. My, my mom worked for a chiropractor. I just wanted to be a business owner. So I started a, a lawn business at like, I don't know. And when I was in fifth or sixth grade, I was borrowing the neighbor's mower and then mowing other people's lawns with it. And then when I graduated high school, I started working on my real estate license. Um, finally got that in 2007. It took me like three times to pass that test. Um, it just, I just, I, I barely graduated high school. So I knew I'd have to work harder than everybody else. Uh, bought that first rental property in 2007. My, the sister agent in Exit Realty was training me. She got a listing. I made an offer on it. I thought that's what she did. Um, because, you know, it's like, I wanted to buy this stuff. I didn't want to buy and sell it for other people. And then I left my business, me and my brand new wife moved to the coast right after we rented that property out. And 2008, 2009, it was kicking my butt. Um, I ended up uh, basically having to call my landlord said, I can't pay anymore. We moved in with my in-laws. I had to reset. I threw in the towel with real estate. 2009, I joined the army. 
because the Air Force wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't take me. And the Air Force recruiter said, you know, go next door. They'll take anybody, uh, which was the Army. And um, I wanted to go back to school and kind of reset and change things. Well, did a couple of deployments to Afghanistan, uh, failed marriage because uh, I was always gone. 2013, I get back to the United States. I go to college in Melbourne, Florida. I bought the house right next to the college, start, started house hacking, renting out the rooms, and I was back you know, back in action. So I started buying more rentals and uh, fast forward several years. I had this massive amount of debt, all these crappy rental properties that weren't cash flowing. Um, so I was almost going backwards and I stumbled on land and made a bunch of mistakes, but it changed my life and allowed me to get out of the military and go back to real estate, what I truly wanted to do, you know, as a person. Well, uh, I wanted you to share some of that backstory because you see a lot of the, I call them TikTok investors, where everything is <laughs> is roses and rainbows, and everybody's mm. making money hand over fist, and everybody is you know got twenty thousand doors, and that's just not real, right? Stories like mine, stories like yours, that's real, and I appreciate you sharing that with the audience uh, because it gives some context. Like, hey, if Brent can do it, maybe I can do it. And, and yeah. that's what it's about. So thank you for your service, by the way. Greatly appreciated. So you're back. You're playing around in, in rental deals, which come with, again, I laugh when I see all these investors talking about how easy and how wonderful it is and how you stack doors. Like, it is hard. It's hard to, to build a portfolio. It's hard to manage a portfolio. And land is really attractive because you typically don't have tenants. You don't have calls for maintenance. You don't have all the headaches that go along with L&T court. You don't have those traditional issues that you would have with a, you know, traditional real estate portfolio. Um, so was it the, was it that piece that drew you the land, like you wanted to kind of scrap the, the the external noise and those other headaches. Is that what kind of pulled you in? Yeah, it was a little bit of everything. And you're so right about the, you know, stacking those doors because I had stacked them. I had like eight, I had eight doors. And if you looked at my reports and my profit and my losses and my balance sheet, like Every couple months, I had a repair, and I was getting further and further in the hole with American Express and Home Depot. I had maxed out all those things, making these repairs. But um, kind of what pulled me to land was I was searching for answers in 2016. I was preparing for combat deployment number three, and I had recently gotten married again to the woman of my dreams, and we had a baby, a newborn baby at home. And when I saw that baby come out, <laughs> life changed. I was like, I looked at the time I had been in the military and I was gone more than more than half of that time away, training, deployed in the field. And I was preparing for the third one. And what, what a lot of people don't know is like, okay, you deploy for nine months or a year, they've moved them down to nine months. But here's the thing, you you ramp up and you train for almost a year prior. So you're you're really away from your family almost two years. So when I saw that baby come out, I was like, I just can't keep doing this. So I was searching for answers. I was reading the four-hour work week. I turned my car into a mobile university. My uh, my wife's grandpa gave me Jim Rome tapes, and I converted them to CDs, and I would listen to those things, and I was searching for answers like a pre-real podcast. I was looking for great answers, 
And then I heard a guy talking about land flipping. Like he was buying these parcels of land. And the next day, he's basically doubling his money. And I was thinking to myself, and I, I have never doubled my money. I've never been profitable on a rental. I've been struggling to wholesale houses because they say you don't need time, money, or credit or a real estate license because I let my real estate license go with all the continuing education hours. I couldn't do that and deploy at the same time. So I literally heard that podcast and I just started taking small steps. And that first small step was that next day when I mailed the tax delinquent list for landowners only. And I started mailing them and these landowners called me. And they're like, hey, just give me this much for the land. I mean, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Is it really this easy? Let me go see what it's worth. And then I would figure it out from there. So I guess what, to answer your question, what drew me towards the land was no one else is talking about this. Yeah. Like the herd mentality, they all get slaughtered. I wanted to be the opposite of that. So it sounds like a gimmick. And if I wouldn't have done it myself, I would have really taken you to task on this, but it is that simple. You you find that there's a lot of, of nuance in how you can find the list. We, we're now targeting delinquent tax owners that are out of state, right? We stay away from company names, LLCs, things like that. And there are, I think it's like 35 or 36 million pieces of vacant land in the country that uh, people have purchased, have inherited, they've come come into one way or the other. And they're dealing with, with their shit just like we are, man. They've got problems every day, just like we are. And they get that letter in the mail. And for a lot of people, it's a solution. It's like, you know, they're not getting hung up on market value. They have a problem. They're delinquent on the taxes and they want out. And it's that simple. So how do you go from you send your first list out, you start scrambling to do your diligence and figuring all those pieces out to, I mean, un unless I'm, I'm missing it, your passive income is now north of like $20,000 a month. You got it. And, and it started with that first piece of land that I bought for $285 and flip it, flipped it. And I hate that word flipped, sold it traded it to a realtor the next day, basically for 5,000, you know, those small wins, I just stacked up small wins. You know, the first small win was figuring out how to get that tax delinquent list. And that was a couple calls to the county. Now I don't only focus on tax delinquent lists anymore. Cause that's a small list in the counties I'm in. Now, I guess if I did it nationwide, there'd be a different story. And that's some people's business plans, but it started with that first one. And then it turned into that second one that I bought for $500. And this is the one that changed my life. I didn't think the land was worth anything. I was like, 500 bucks. Like, it's landlocked. Who buys landlocked land? You can't get to it. You got to trespass to get to it. No one's going to buy that. So I put, I, I trespassed and I got those photos, by the way. Um, yeah, I had to cross state land and I was actually caught by one of the state officers. He's like, listen, you just can't come on the state park and, you know, go to your, I was like, well, I own the land over there. And he said, well, you, you can't do that. And I was like, okay, well, how do I get access to it? He's like, he's like I don't know. So I did some research. I was like, okay, call the title company, figure out how to get an ingress, egress attorney, an access attorney. But I was like, I heard attorney and I was like, I don't have $5 million an hour or $500 an hour or whatever they charge, which is like $250 an hour, $350 an hour. I could have done it, but I just didn't have the, the resources back then or the resourcefulness, I guess, was even more important. 
So I just put it on Craigslist, $500 down, $400 a month. I had a buyer the next day because mm -hmm. he saw value because Americans think, how much is it going to cost me each month? Not what do I got to do to get access? Because I disclosed all that. But he paid me $400 a month every single month. And sometimes he actually paid me extra, even though I was charging him 0% interest, which is crazy. Like I didn't think anybody would pay extra if I was charging 0% interest, which I don't anymore. I get 12% interest on my loans uh, when I sell a piece of land. But uh, I just kept stacking those wins, stacking, stacking. And before I knew it, I was at nine grand a month, about a year into this. I put in my army resignation. They approved it. And I got out in the first month, I did a $55,000 net profit month. And I just kept reinvesting back into the business and buying land and seller financing it. Did you say you were at 9,000 a month? Uh, yeah, one year into it. So by about the time I hit mid 2017, I had 9,000 a month coming in as payments, passive income. Uh, it was actually hitting my bank account every month. I didn't have tenants. I didn't have trash. I didn't have termites. They weren't calling. Well, sometimes they did call because their credit card information changed and they needed to update it, things like that. But they weren't calling with problems or things I needed to repair. So what does your model look like? Um, you, you had said you're not necessarily investing in every state. Are you focusing in one state, two states, 10 states, yeah. two counties? What does that look like? <laughs> I am in currently eight counties right now. And the reason why I'm in that, that many counties, it's just it's just turned into that. But I'm really focusing on, on a couple that I, I actively target. And here's how I target them now. Because I've bought a ton of land. I've bought over 350 parcels of land. Some of the land I've literally gotten for free. I bought a piece of land one time for a, a pack of Paps Blue Ribbon. Like one of the sellers is like, listen. <laughs> send me send me six dollars for a pack of, of beer and i was like really uh we've gotten land for free probably five or six times but here's the thing about that cheap land in the middle of nowhere it's it's harder to sell it i've now evolved into more expensive parcels i, I like buying around the 100 to 150 thousand dollar mark because here's the thing realtors will work their butts off to help you sell the stuff when it's more expensive and how do you find that land you go where the demand is at. How do you find demand? There's free resources out there. If you're not a real estate agent, you can go on redfin.com or zillow.com. Go to your area. Let's just say it's, I don't know, Orlando, Florida or New York. Is there land deals in New York? Heck yes, there is. There's land deals in New Jersey. Some of my students that are doing the best are out in New Jersey. We have a single mother, mother of four children, just did her sixth land deal. Um, but we just go, we put our area in Redfin or Zillow. Then we go to all filters and then we click land only. We want to see the sold, solds, land only. And then we scroll down and we go to the last three months and then go back and exit out your area, Orlando, Florida. You want to look at the map now, zoom out a little bit. And if there's, if you're on Redfin, it's red dots. If you're on Zillow, it's yellow dots. If there's too many dots, go back and do only like one month or one week and look for those clusters of solds. That's telling me right where the demand's at. That's telling me where people are buying land. Now I'm going to click on every single one of those and I'm going to see what size parcel it is because it's also telling me the in-demand size parcel in that area. And then I want to see one more thing. Each one of those I click on, and this can take 20 or 30 minutes. If you're, if you're not like distracted by children, <laughs> I usually wait till I put my children to bed and I, I kind of geek out on this kind of stuff. 
Um, I've become a data analyst. Like I like saying that because it makes me sound smarter. But um, <laughs> I'm really looking for the listing agent and the buying agent because now I see three things. One, where's the demand? Two, what size parcel is in demand? And three, who that listing agent is because that's going to tell me who the land specialist realtor is because you know there's states like Texas that they don't list the sales price. It's a non-disclosure state. They list the they 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 say what the last listing price was. Mm-hmm. That agent's going to be able to say, "Hey, Brent, streets A through E have sewer, they have water, they have electric at the lot line. But when you get the street F, like there's no sewer, there's no water, there's no electric. F those, like get away from those, like or they're worth a whole lot less. So that's how we do it. So you're the first one I've had on that is doing diligence in this manner. So I've had a few land investors on and their program has been really heavily slanted to don't get in the weeds, don't get involved in real estate agents, stay under that price point. Um, You know, when you, you start to get up in that volume area, now it becomes financeable. Uh, lenders become interested in it. And and there's some truth to that. Uh, But for me, the problem I've had with this is I'm a deal junkie at heart, right? So it's my, it's in my freaking DNA to do what you're talking about, right? I want to get in. I want to learn about the zoning. I want to see where the subdivisions are. I want to know where Facebook's opening the next data center. I want to know how far the closest Walmart is. I want to know how far the closest Muni airport is. I want to know where the state parks are. And when you're doing it in a number of states and then a number of counties within those states, you'd need a whole team of of analysts to do this and it becomes cumbersome. So they've gone uh, the other way. And and I, I know a lot of folks that have had tremendous success doing it this way, but you're actually going in and you're building your own comp set in an area. And then you're focusing, you're staying in that area and you're running it down. Yeah. It's just micro focus. You know, if you're, if you're focused on a neighborhood, um, you're not out there wasting a ton of money on mail. And there's a reason why the land sharks, like, I mean, on average, a brand new land shark, you, you start, and I teach people how to do this. You start taking the course, you get in the program, you start start taking the instruction and the action. There's a reason why they make money in roughly 45 days. And, you know, I have several students that in their first year, they made around $800,000 net profit. I used to do that desert land. I used to do that land in the middle of nowhere. I did the $285 deals because I had no confidence. I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't have a coach, but it takes a long time to become wealthy doing that, those small deals. And here's the thing. It was taking me so long to sell these parcels of land in the middle of nowhere. And I was posting it on Craigslist and Facebook and I was working so hard and I was paying all these subscriptions. I was paying thousands of dollars a month for land.com and land century and land moto and land hub. When the realtors already have access to that, I took that whole half of my business and I, I now have a realtors or realtors, land specialist realtors doing it. And I don't have to manage them. I don't have to get on phone calls with them or babysit them or train them or motivate them because if they don't go out there and kill, they don't eat. You know, if they don't go out there and hunt, they don't eat. So they've got to go out there. They're commission only. When I had, you know, I, I was able to not employ two people when I started having realtors because I have one person just posting it everywhere and one person selling it all day long. 
those are two less employees I have to deal with now. Now they're great. And it was a great time. They made me a lot of money, but realtors, they're so much better. Now, are you, um, so you're still mailing, right? And Absolutely. Are, are you putting a price in your letters or are you just offering the opportunity to have a chat? Nope. So marketing is deep. Like it's attracting people that you want to work with and detracting the people you don't want to work with. So I put the exact amount that I'm willing to pay on that purchase agreement. So I call them land offer letters or LOLs. And you know what? I'll give the pre-real podcast listeners the LOL that's making me the most money right now. We've been triple split testing this against other mailers. We've been trying it against postcards, checks, other neutral letters where it says, hey, let's have a chat. If, if your audience wants this, they can, they can get it at thelandsharks.com forward slash LOL. And this, this, this purchase agreement is making us, it's actually getting us more deals than anything else. And the whole thing is, if they don't want to take our, our offer, they just throw it away. Like, I'm not having to deal with a bunch of phone calls. I just got one on the contract this weekend. It's already on the MLS, already listed. I shouldn't say this weekend. It was actually Thursday night, but it was all over email. The guy signed it, sent it back, said, hey, how soon can we close? I said, probably like six weeks. And he said, thank you. <laughs> so if it's okay, I'm going to have uh, the editors put that link in the show notes and we'll promote it to drive people to your site. Is that cool? Heck yeah. Use that. Use that purchase agreement. Send that out. And we already talked about how to find those lists. Tax delinquents. Or you can go on PropStream and pull a list of landowners right now and start mailing those landowners. So you've got um, your kind of go-to tried and tested brokers that you're funneling this product to, right? In these markets. Um, when you're sending these offers letter offer letters out, how often are you revisiting comps? And each time are you kind of going in and like putting it in Airtable or is it just chats with your local realtors? How are you doing that? Yeah, so... The first step I'll do is I'll go to where there's demand at. If I'm going, let's just say I'm going to a new market today. You said, go to New York, Brent. So I'll put in like Albany, New York. And I'm like, okay, where's the land selling around Albany? So I'll go to Redfin, put it in there, sold land, last three months. And then I'm going to see those, okay, here's a cluster over here. So I'm going to pick that area and I'm going to micro down to the neighborhood. And I'm going to figure out, okay, is it half acre lots? Is it 10,000 square foot lots? Okay. Looks like the 5,000 square foot lots are selling the most. There's been about nine solds in the past 30 days. I'm going to click on each one of those. All right, here's the price it sold for. Here's how big it is. And I'm going to throw that into an Excel spreadsheet. And I'm going to take all those, all nine of those lots that sold, one sold for 10,000, one sold for 20, like, and then average them up. Okay, the average lot that sold was 10,000. The average price was about 10,000. So now I know that if I get a 5,000 square foot lot in the area, it should sell for around $10,000. So that's not a really good example because you wouldn't make a ton of money. So let's just say that if they're selling for 100,000, let's, let's be a little bit more realistic. Yep, there ahead. you go, 100,000. So I want to make at least $10,000 profit on each one of those I buy. So that means I got to offer 90, right? 90,000 or less. Well, what about the real estate agent? So they're going to make about 6%. So we need to take another six grand off there. And then at closing costs, say two two thousand, so we're at ten thousand plus six thousand plus two thousand, so we're at about eighteen grand. 
uh, what else are we missing? Let's say a buyer discount. Let's do another 2000. So 20 grand off. So if the land's selling for a hundred grand, I wanted to use round numbers for anybody driving down the road listening to this. So the land's going to sell for about a hundred thousand. If I offer $80,000 for this land, I know that I should have a deal here. And if they accept it, they're, they're literally accepting an offer at 80 cents on the dollar. Sometimes we get the land for less than 50 cents on the dollar, but I do that backwards planning, that reverse engineering to make sure I'm going to make money and also make sure when I list it with a realtor, it's cheaper than everything else because land is just land. Hey, honey, this one has a pool. Hey, this one has granite. Which one? Well, no, it doesn't have any of that. This one's cheaper. Let's just take that one. So I want my stuff to sell quick. I want the 30-day blowout price. I want the get it done now price. So now I'm going to send a purchase agreement or what I call the LOL, the land offer letter to every single landowner in this area. And they're either going to throw it away or they're going to sign it, send it back to me, or they're going to call me to cuss me out and say, I'm so offended by your 80 cents on the dollar offer. <laughs> I had one student, he's in Korea. He's like, Brent, I can't take phone calls. I'm in command right now. I, I'm, I'm running a company of 150 soldiers and I can't take phone calls. He's like, how do I do this? I was like, take your phone number off of it. So now he gets them signed back and they just email it to him. So on a typical deal, uh, if you know that you want to cut 10% or whatever it is in, in your profit, uh, what is your typical opening offer in discount to market? Are you starting at 50, 60, 70, 30? What percent discount to market is typically your opening offer? Right now in Florida, for most of the stuff I'm buying, it's about 54 cents on the dollar. But what I it depends on how expensive the land is. Now, there's one area that I mail. Those are $700,000 parcels. I'm happy if I get those things at 82 cents on the dollar because I can assign it and still make 100 grand. So it really just depends how expensive the land is. What a lot of these guys are teaching is like, mail this land out here in Costilla, Colorado. The most I can sell that five acres for out there is $9,000 on financing. And more than likely, 50% of those people are going to stop paying anyways. So yep. for me to make eight grand on that land over 60 months of payments, I got to literally pay like 900 bucks. So that's less than 10 cents on the dollar for that those parcels of land. So that's a little harder conversation to have. And you're having to do a lot more of those. It sure is. So um this is such a different way than some of the other folks have done it. I'm, I, I love the, the way that you're doing it, by the way. Um, what percent do you think, and is it intentional, what percent of your deals are people want to buy them in cash? And what percent are they want to finance? Yeah, I truly push for the financing because that gives me the lifestyle freedom I'm looking for. I didn't get into this business to get rich. I got into this business to be home with my families, to have, have breakfast with my children and have dinner. Uh, we, we literally took almost all the month of March off. We're heading to Costa Rica here in a few weeks. We're going to be gone for six weeks. You know, that's truly what I want. I want the seller financing because I want, like, I don't want to be on the transaction treadmill. Like if I sold this parcel of land today for cash, I get my profit. I got to go back to work and find another one. So I prefer them to pay on payment. So nine out of 10, I, I really try to do seller financing, uh, but it varies with the more expensive land. They do come with cash because they got a bank loan or, you know, some type of financing. But what's really cool is that when we offer that seller financing, 
It sells a lot faster because they don't have to worry about bank financing. They're able to go and improve the, like, I've got a piece of land right now. We just got a letter of intent on, and they're going to use my financing to allow them to build up the land, build some roads, some fences around it. And then they're going to get their financing from their banks. So they're probably only going to use me for about three years, which is really cool because like, let me just do the deal breakdown. We're buying it for about 150000 The seller is giving me 15 years to pay him at 5% interest. And he gave me six months to find my buyer before I have to close. And I told him, we, we fully disclosed all this to the seller and he was totally cool with it. Now my buyer is going to be paying me 12% interest for 30 years on a 30 year mortgage. Now, is he really going to find it? If he, is he really going to pay for it 30 years? Probably not. But the banks have set the 30 year mortgage up for them to win for the first seven years. It's pretty much all interest on a 30 year mortgage. Yep. So I'm going to be receiving a $2,200 a month payment. Plus I got, I'm getting a $30,000 down payment and I'm giving my, my, my seller a $15,000 down payment. So we're basically making money right up front. So my payment I'm going to receive from my buyer is $2,200 a month. I'm going to be paying the seller $1,100 a month. So I keep the difference each month. It's just a win-win and I'm doing it with no money out of my pocket. Actually, I take that back. I did spend money on drone photos. It was $150. So, so many people are shocked to hear that, and they dismiss it as not real, which is typical, but they dismiss it as not real that folks are willing to work with you to this extent, right? People don't understand selling is about connection. It's about the transference of emotion and feeling and when you make that connection with someone that you're looking to buy a piece of real estate from, they're willing to roll with you. So they're allowing you to take this basically as a contract vendee, relist it, put it out to market and keeping the spread. It, it, it's essentially arbitraging the deal. And as you said, you're taking that deposit, you're replacing it, you're putting 15 in your pocket and you're keeping that $1,100 a month Delta. I love it, man. Um, what on these bigger deals, what percent of recapture? So if you're buying in, in cash, I assume you're buying in cash most times, or are you also buying on terms? Yeah, it's a mixture. Most of the time, nine, 90% of the time, the sellers just want cash. Like I can't educate, like I, I try and educate them, but sometimes they're like, I just want the cash. Um, you know, if the seller does give us terms that allow me to make payments to them, like they get to break up the taxes, they actually make more money over the long run. Um, but yeah, most of them, 90% of them seem to want cash. So what percent of a down payment are you requiring in those instances where you have to buy it cash? Mm -hmm. Now you're going to go resell it on terms. What percent of a down payment are you recapturing from your initial cash outlay? Yeah, and it depends on the parcel of land. If I sell it through a realtor, I, I will take no less. And it's not a percentage. I will take no less than $5,000 down. I found that if I get at least $5,000 down, and, and that's across the board here, I have 69 parcels of land paying us every month. If I get at least $5,000 down, I've never had to take one of those back. Because sometimes like this cheaper land where they only pay like $1,000 down, like one out of 10 of those, 10% of those 
are absolutely going to default. And here's the thing. I've only been doing this since 2016. So I've only have that much data to work with. Some of these, I probably will get back eventually. Like it's amazing because when I get this land back, I'm already profitable on it. So let's talk about that piece for a minute, because that's another benefit in the land business. When you're selling something on terms, it's basically a contract. It's not that they're not afforded the same traditional protections. I'm assuming that's the way you're doing it. You're not having a formal closing. You're not transferring title, correct? Until that contract is satisfied. The more expensive parcels, like the the, the parcel, like one I just sold for 159,000, um, that one, he put $29,000 down. We did transfer the deed because a yeah. realtor sold it for me. So we went through the traditional uh, title insurance company, all that. Now, my cheaper parcels of land, like the ones I'm selling for a couple thousand dollars down um, that I bought for like 10 grand. And basically, if we sell that direct, like us directly to the buyer, we will give them what's called a contract for deed. And those, if they stop paying, we send them a certified letter. Now, you want to check with your attorney in your local state. I have a foreclosure attorney write up our contract for deeds and our, our promissory notes and our mortgages to help, you know, benefit me as the land seller. But you want to, you want to be very sure like what the legal process is for that. Um, if it's a contract for deed, it's, it's pretty, pretty easy. You just do a cancellation of contract. Now, if they fight you on it, if the buyer fights you on it, you're going to have to go through the court system. But most of the time when they stop paying, they're just, they just throw their hands in there and just said, yeah, just take it back. But we do everything we can to work with the buyer. There's some I've modified their loan. Um, he went from 300 a month to $80 a month. And then he still had problems about 12 months later. I was like, look, man, I'll just send you a $400 check. Just cancel the contract, sign this, and we'll, be, we'll go on our way. Because at the end of the day, I don't want, I don't want an angry land buyer um, I want I want them to send their friends. Like I want them to feel like we took care of them. So, what if you you've got twenty thousand plus a month? You're currently inventorying sixty nine pieces, so that's somewhere around three hundred and fifteen, three hundred seventeen dollars a month. What is your average deal size? I can't believe you were able to figure that out in your head. It's about 318 a month average okay. is what we collect per note. Um, now, so again, I've evolved into bigger deals over the last 12 months. I did, a, I, I mean, there was, I probably get about 15 or 16 payments a month that those were like 10, and, 10 to $20,000 parcels. And then we've got some that are like $57,000 parcels. In the past 12 months, I have started moving into where I'm purchasing them around $130,000 to $150,000 range. So my business evolves as well. As I work with other land sharks around the country, I see what's working. It's, it's almost like I'm a double agent. I get to see what's working for other people because we, we, we have support calls every week and we share our wins. Like one of my students, she has this texting campaign. Her name's Kayla. Every three hours she's texting, she does a deal. Like she's got her KPIs down to like just solid numbers. So uh, it's been amazing with that. But to answer your question is about $130,000 range to $150,000 range is me personal. Now I've got other sharks there. They're kind of in the $10,000 range, but they're just getting started. So what, what can 
a consumer expect if they reach out? You know, what what does the program look like? How long uh, is it in weeks? How many times is it? Uh, 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 is it once a once a day, once a week, once a month? How often do you convene? How long are the the classes, if you will? What, what what's the expectation for a consumer if they're interested in pursuing this? Yeah, absolutely. So the way the way the community works is we have the videos already laid out with the exact instruction to take. Here's how to pick the market. And if you were to take consistent daily action every single day, five days a week, it take you about an hour a day to take those action steps. You can get through the whole course in about 14 days. Every single week on Tuesday, we meet for about two hours. We call it our, our land shark support call where we're sharing wins. I'm ringing the victory bell like crazy when people are doing their first deal. I won't do it because I don't want to blow anybody's eardrums. Um, but we're sharing wins. We're deep diving deals. We're sharing the screen. It that's that's the community, the whole community. So you get to see what what's working for other people. Um, we have multiple support calls a month where other sharks are doing it as well. Not just me anymore. It's other students like just that are out there crushing it and land also giving back. I've got my assistant coach, William Rafter. He sits in the support group all day long answering questions. So you're never stuck in one spot. The whole course is about action, 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 action. And I probably spend a couple hours a day in my land business. Eh, that's that's over-exaggerating. I probably spend about an hour and a half a day in my personal land business. An hour and a half a day, folks. And in a very short span, $22,000 a month in passive income from someone that had absolutely no real estate background, didn't grow up in the business. That's financial freedom that we hear about, right? Like that's, that's amazing, bro. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not anywhere um, in that life. Like I'm, I love to work. But I think that part of that is a culture you uh, adapt and you morph over time, like because it's a, a function of necessity, just being straight honest with you. It becomes part of your persona because you're doing it. It's what you've known. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to be 50 next year and I'm still putting in 80 hours a week. Um, you know, it's it's a different pathway. It's a different portfolio. But that I'm envious of that, man. Like, congratulations. That that's amazing. Like an hour and a half a day. And to have that kind of return on something that like folks, anybody can do this. Yeah. Like I've seen the inner workings of the land business. I know how it, it gets done. If you if you're willing to get this right, right, your headspace right and approach this the right way. Anybody can do this. Um, Brent, are you comfortable talking about pricing or what expectations yeah, are? Absolutely. Can you share a little bit more on that? Yeah. And, and before I do that, I, I appreciate you saying that, James, because I, so I, I, I'm a student. Um, I love reading. I love implementing, but I learned about something called Parkinson's law. When I left the military in 20, I haven't had a real job since 2018. And I don't even know if the real military was a real job. I honestly felt like I was a, a slave, honestly. Like I was told where to be, how long to be there, when I was allowed to go home. And I never knew the freaking time. Like it was like, boss, can we leave at seven? And I was an officer. Like, and I was there like 12, 13 hours a day. 
So when I left in 2018, May 2018, I thought I had to run my business like that. I thought I had to scale, scale, scale. I got to like 14 team members and I was like big chest poking out. I was like, man, I got all these team members and I'm taking phone calls. And my wife told me one day, she's like, this is about 2022, not too long ago. She goes, man, you're driving me nuts. Like, I can't stand you. This is uh, not what I signed up for. You're a, you're a, you're a maniac. Like all you ever do is work and you're stressed out all the time. You promised us all these things. You promised you're going to leave the military, have more time for us. Now we have more money, but you have more stress. And I'm, I'm like, but you don't see all these assets we're building. We're buying all these buildings as well. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, I don't care about any of that. And I realized I was like, this is not why I built this land business. It was to have a better lifestyle. Um, so I had this D scale. I rented out the office because no one was going there anyways. Like we were just paying for the coffee and the cleaning service. Um, just started reducing team members. I'm down to an executive assistant, an accountant, and one acquisition manager. Life is so much better. So much better. Like, cause my phone never rings. Um, <laughs> it's just like, I had to really kind of, I was out of balance. And that's yeah. why we're going to Costa Rica for six weeks. And we're, we've signed up, we're signing up for surf camp and all these trips. And cause I need to fill my time with something else or I'll be sitting there checking messages and checking emails and Hey, did this deal close? Or did that, did that land, did those land offer letters go out? I need to basically fill it with a better, another habit because Parkinson's law expanded in the time I had. Yep. So I just wanted to share that because it's crazy. Like uh, I'm the same way. <laughs> well, I appreciate you sharing it because it's uh, those are the moments and and hopefully some folks are having a moment listening to this show and taking those steps to, to adjust. It's very easy, Brent, to get lost in this game. It is very, very easy to watch a decade come off the calendar. Um, and if you start to have some success in it, it's, it's as easy to fall out of integrity and start to rationalize those things. Like you were saying, yes, but look, we acquired this and we did that and we have this. And for everyone, it's different. You know, uh, everyone has, has got their own feet that they want to walk to and, and God bless them for it. Uh, but it is reassuring to know that these pathways are out there. I mean, $22,000 a month in passive income, that's real money, folks. Uh, so Brent, what is the the, the commitment uh, or estimated commitment that people can expect? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you're asking about price. So I, I take on about three to five people a month that we'll bring into the sharks. We'll bring them into the land sharks community. We'll, we'll get you access. We'll, we'll take, we'll show you the exact steps. We'll be there to answer the questions and hold your hand. Commitment is about one to two hours a day of work activities, income producing activities, talking to sellers, sending out your land offer letters, talking to buyers and also realtors. That is the commitment. You can get away with doing that about five days a week. I've trained over 400 people now, but here's the thing. You know, if you're one foot in one foot out, don't even go to the landsharks.com. Don't schedule a call. Don't fill out a form because I can only work with so many people. Time is limited. Time is our best resource. But if you are like, listen, I, I'm going to take the next step. I'm ready to go. I'm inspired. Then go to the landsharks.com right now. Schedule a call. Fill out that form. Be diligent. And we might even invite you in to be a shark. <laughs> That's it. What, what it is, is 5,000. 
five thousand dollars. Yep. And then is there like advanced coaching available if you want to like really make this a thing, or is that just part of what comes with the you know just doing it? You kind of do the work and you figure it through. But is that the program? And and then there's other levels, or you hit that you hit that mark of over a hundred thousand dollars net profit every six months. Every six months, I'll take on one person that I will work with you one-on-one, but I, I want you to be already profitable and we'll, we'll take it to the moon. So I only, I only take on one person every six months. I call it the private client. I mean, I won't share who you are or the numbers of anybody, uh, but some of those clients, they're, they're roughly doing about 700K months. And you heard that right. So I have taken a, a course I had told you about. We've done all sorts of stuff and we're continuing to do it. We're having some success with it. Um, but I'm always interested in learning uh, a, a different way. And this is so different that I'm going to reach out to you separately because this is more in tune with who I am uh, as a deal maker, a deal junkie. I kind of want to know my market. I don't like, I, I don't connect so much with the blind offer thing. Uh, but look, man, Congratulations on the success. This is so awesome to have people on that have gone through the journey you've gone through and are smashing it. And it's you're smashing it on the finance side, but you're also just integrity. You're in integrity with your life. You're you're I hate this expression, but you are living your best life. Like, congratulations. I think this is absolutely amazing. We're gonna uh be in touch offline, but um, anything else you want to close with? No, go out there and take action. Change your life. I have a, a student named Will Lowry. He said, we spend our weekends creating the life we want rather than spending our weekends escaping the life that we have. So go out there, take those steps. It's all, it's small steps, a small step each day. We call them wins, small wins. Tremendous stuff. Brent Bowers, the Land Sharks. I can't thank you enough, bro. God bless, James. God bless. Take care. Everyone, please stay safe.